Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. It feels big to be talking before Parsha Sazria. That's uh, that's a Shabbos Rosh Chodesh of Parsha Sachodesh, heading into Nisan. It's uh, you could sense the the godless in the in the air of the the times that we're stepping into. Pasha Sazria begins with a very famous Chazal. Rashi brings a very famous Chazal. And I want to discuss the Medrash that comes around that Chazal. The Pasha Sazria starts, Daber el b'nei Yisrael leymar ki Sazria v'yolda zachar. So the subject of the beginning of Pasha Sazria is Tumas Yoledes. The Tumah of... That, that, that birth, the birth of a baby, the birth of a baby Yid creates. And the Medrash points out that the sugya of the Tomas Leda, of the, of the creation of a human being, is written in the Torah after the description of all the behemoths, chayos, va'oifos in Parsha Shemini. And the Rashi brings the Medrash, Amar of Simloi, Kishem Shayitsi Rosa Ishaladam Achar Kol Behemachayavaif Bamaisa Barajas. Just like forming Adam, the creation of man, happened on the last day, the last moments of creation, after all the animals, the Behemachayavaif were created. Kach Toyrosoi Nisparsha Achar Toyras Behemachayavaif. So the Torah is a reflection of reality. Or maybe more accurate, reality is a reflection of the Torah. And just like in the way the world was created, first all the animals were created, and then Adam was created. So when we're taught the Torah of the world, we're taught the Torah of all the animals, and then the Torah of Adam. That's the first Rashi in Parsha Sazria. But if we look at the Medrash, we'll see that it's it's far, far deeper than you would think just from reading from reading these, these words at face value. And very, very hush of what we're going to talk about now in this piece is very, very hush of. I can't think of a better way to go into to go into a Shabbos like this. <clears throat> the Medrash dedicates the whole first, the whole beginning in the Medrash Rabbah, the beginning of Parsha Sazria is dedicated to a Pasuk in Tehillim in Kapitel Kuflamites. Pasuk hey, Ochar Vokedem Tsartani. Ochar, the Pashtus means like later or afterwards. Vokedem and earlier, Tsartani. He formed me. Or you formed me. You formed me. So, Ochar Vokedem Tsartani. So that sounds like an inherent stira. If we were created later, so how could you say you were created earlier? If you were created earlier, how could you say you were created later? What kind of a pasuk is this? Achar vakedem tsartani? What does that mean? So the Medrash understands, the Haflev fellow. the Medrash understands that while the guf of Adam was created on the sixth day, and vayipach ba'ap of nishmas chayim, but the neshama of Adam was created all the way in the beginning of Maisa Barajas. That's how the Mepharshim on the Medrash understand it. And that's how they explain the following, the following words. Im Adam, if a person is Zaycha, 
Meaning, what this has for meaning, a person focuses on the needs of his neshama. A person makes his neshama. The shaila is like this. Let's let's understand. We are, we have two drivers in our life. We have our neshama. We have our guf. The question is, which driver is in the driver's seat? So imzacha means that the neshama is in the driver's seat. The neshama was created before all the behemoths, chayas, v'ayifais. So, imzacha adam oimrim loy ata kodamta l'chol ma'isa b'reishis. You were earlier than the whole ma'isa b'reishis. V'imlav, but if a person is not zaycha, meaning a person doesn't put the neshama in the, in the driver's seat, a person allows the neshama to become tuffled to a, to a guf, and the guf is in the, in the driver's seat, Oh, the guf does not have such a such an illustrious position in the creation of Shemayim Va'aret. The mosquito came before you. So if not, we, we, we say to a person, the mosquito came before you. How chasher is that? So that's, that needs a pshat. I want to explain a little bit, like, what's going on? What is this back and forth? What, do, what is the Medrash trying to tell us? There's another shita here in the Medrash, another, another like, addition to the Medrash, that Rabbi Yochanan Oimer, af kilusai leiba elaba achroina. Kilusai is the praise of Adam. The praise of Adam comes in the end. He brings the pasuk into Hillim, Achaya v'chol behema, Remes v'tzipar kanaf, and only afterwards Malchay eretz v'chol leumim. So the covered Malchay eretz v'chol leumim kilusai is ba'achreina. We'll see, we'll see. So where where do I turn to to get, to understand Shan in this? So I want to share with you a, 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 an important maramakim. Because v'chalal, this is just an important thing to safer to know about. It's not a very well-known safer, but it's a worthwhile safer to learn. There's a safer called Kuntris Ha'adam Bikar that I have here. Um, it's a Yosef. It's a Matana from John Wogan, and and the Kuntris Adam Bikar was written about Rabbi Rucham Zuchayin Lavracha, the Mashgiach of the Mir. And it's divided up into two parts, a chelik rishon and a chelik sheni. The chelik rishon of the Sefer Adam Bikar is about the life of Rabbi Yerucham, like analyzing the life of Rabbi Yerucham. And the chelik sheni of the Sefer Adam Bikar is ten yesodos of the chachmas hamusser of, 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 of Rabbi Yerucham. And who wrote the Sefer? So if you look in the in the introduction, it says, Lukat v'chubar, it was gathered and compiled, al yidei misha'enoi ro'oi lehikare talmidei. This was put together by someone who calls himself someone who's not worthy to be called his Talmud. But we know who that person was. We actually consider him quite worthy. And it was Rav Shleim of Alba, is the author of this, of this Sefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a. is pointing out that there's a. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. In the end of the sefer Alei Shor, there's a. There's a, one of the beauties of the. One of the most beautiful things about the sefer is that the Alei Shor tells you how to live your life, and it all the way through until death, and then it tells you how to die. And at the end of the sefer Alei Shor, there's an area they're called Hamavis, and in the 
in the description of death, he brings there a letter that he said, that one of the Talmidim of Rabbi Yeruchim gave this letter to his children as like his last will and testament, you know, and it's a whole beautiful, beautiful chizuk to his children upon his patira. And it was discovered, the Meshach Hashanah, it was discovered that he revolver wrote, it fell to us by one of the Talmidim of Rabbi Yeruchim that he was the author of it. And his children had his last will and testament printed in his Sefer, in the end of the Sefer, that was Revolva himself. I think that's what you're referring to. Okay, anyway, in this Sefer, on page Nun Hey and Nun Vav, it's in the seventh Yisoyed of Rabbi Yerucham's Torah, he says Pshat in this Medrash, and it's something that's such a fundamental Yisoyed of understanding our role in this world. And he says as follows, he brings the Medrash, and he says, he says, I want to ask you, really we have a question here, how is it really possible that there could be something that's so the opposite of Chashev, that it's less Chashev than a mosquito? How is such a thing yitachin that there could be something less? The goof of 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 a, of a human being could be less chashuv than a mosquito. Could that really be? L'chayra acharei behema chayavayif ain oid beria yoiser namoicha shel chayim. There can't be a lower um, um, bria that's alive more than behema chayavayif. So he says like this. He says, Ad Adoneinu Mareinu Verabeinu Loi Bier Beoisoi Maimer Mahi Hayitzira Ha'achroina Hazais. Rabbi Rucham did not explain what this Yitzira Achroina is. What is this thing that's so not Chashev that could be even less Chashev than a mosquito? Ki Hador Deya Asher Elov Diber, the Dor Deya, the Chashev generation. That the Bashgiach, that the Rabbi Rucham was speaking to, Haven Mayatzmoy Lemahadvarim Echuvanim, that that door understood on its own what the, what the reference was. Anachnu Nagid Beferish, but we'll spell it out. Shahayitzira Ho'achroina Hazois Hu Hayetzer Hora. The Yitzira Achroina, what's worse than a mosquito? Rebelling against Akadish Baruchu. A mosquito does everything Hashem asks of it. A mosquito has no yoyim adin after, after, after it dies. Every single bite that the mosquito gave, the Rabbani Shalom sent him to give. And everything the mosquito ate, and every, t- every time the mosquito rested, was exactly how the Rabbani Shalom told the mosquito to act. The mosquito was an Ever Hashem. Can we say the same? So when a person is loy zacha, when a person does not put his neshama in the driver's seat, when he doesn't allow his neshama to direct his guf, and his guf is driven by a yetzahara, so that's nemoicha, that's lower even than a mosquito. Oh. Now we can understand. When the, when Rabbi Yechanan said that the praise of man comes in the end, this is the praise of man. You know what makes man special? That we have within us the lowest form of life. And we could bring that to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We could not listen to the Yetzirah. 
It's true, the mosquito always listens to Hashem, but he never has an opportunity to ignore his Yetzirah. He never has that opportunity. Our shevach, our praise, our godless, is that we have a Yetzirah. Ashrenu, thank you Hashem for a Yetzirah. If not for that, we wouldn't have the whole godless of what it means to be a human being. What it means to be an Adam, what it means to be a Yid, is that despite the fact that my guf is filled with Yetzirah, and it pulls me away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I could make the decision to put my neshama in the driver's seat. I could make, I could be Zacha. And if I'm Zacha, then I'm higher than every Nivra, even the Malachi Asharis aren't as great as me. Because even the Malachim don't have to say no to their Yetzahara, because they don't have one. Only we get to say, get to say no to our Yetzahara. And that's the Reb Tzaddik that I've repeated here so many times. That is the, Alzen Neymar, where Reb Tzaddik says about the Malachim, Malachim Tzoyakim, in the Sefer Takonis Hashavim, he says, Malachim cry out, Malachim ask, Aye Mekayim Kevoidai, where is the covet of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? The Haim Einam Yoidim, and the Malachim don't know, because they can't know. That when a Yid is Oymid bin Isayin, when a Yid struggles with his Yetzirah, when a Yid fights the good fight and wins, Kisham Munach Kvoidai Shal Melech Malchay Amlachim HaKadosh Baruch That's where the covet of Hashem is. More than all the wonders of the world, more than all of the incredible Madregas of the Malachim, more than all of that, is a Yid saying no to his Yetzirah is a Yid fighting through his jealousy or his anger or his taiva or his laziness and fighting through and saying, no, I'm going to be a soldier and serve Hashem anyway. That is kilusai ba'achreina. That's the greatness. That's the greatness of Adam. That's our first, our first uh, uh, um, Indian for this week. I want to move on to clarify something in Parsha Sazria that... Um, it's very, very special to me because many, many years ago when I started going to my Rosh Hashiva for Shalosh Shudis, um, to Rabbi Yannis and David, so this was the first Shalosh Shudis I ever heard from him in his house in Eretz Yisrael, was this, was Parsha Sazria. I went to Eretz Yisrael after Pesach, and my first Shalosh Shudis was Parsha Sazria. It was not in Ibayar that year. Um, and he spoke about the following very, very interesting Indian. He spoke about the fact, first of all, he asked, how can we wrap our heads around the idea that birth, the birth of a Heligayid creates Tumah? This Tumas Leda. Does it really seem appropriate that Leda should create Tumah? A, 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 a baby? We, we make it such a simcha when a baby is born. It's such a joy. It's such a, we look into the future and we see all the mitzvahs and my simtaivim that, that he or she could be makayim. There's tumah? Tumah sleida? That's first of all. Second of all, he said like this. Smack in the middle of the parsha of tumah sleida is a pasuk that doesn't belong. In the middle of the, the parsha of Tumas Leda, the days, how many days of Tumah are there for a Zachar, for a Nekeva, Demei Tayhar, Yemei Tayhar, all of these things. In the middle of it, it says, Uvayoyim Hashmini 
Yimoel Besar Arlase. In the middle of this whole description of Tomas Leida, it says, by the way, on the eighth day, you should do a bris mila. Now, it is true that when you're dealing with a baby, it makes sense, but the Torah is not like a, you know, I have, I'm, I'm gonna be posting on the ladies' chats next week a practical guide for cleaning for Pesach. So I'll be saying all the things that you do on this day, on this day, when you're doing this, when you're doing that. The Torah is not a practical guide. Like I'm talking about Thomas, uh, later, so anyway, I'm saying you tell me for seven days, so I'll say, oh, by the way, make sure you call the mail. That's not, that's not the job of the Torah. And Chazal tell us, why was Mila, why is Mila on the eighth day, Chazal say? Why was it Mila on the seventh day or the sixth day? Why do we wait till the eighth day? So Chazal say, because there's such a thing as Tomas Leida. Because a husband and wife are separate from each other during Tomas Leida. And Tomas Leida is a minimum seven days. So Mamela, the Chazal say, Shaloyiyu Aviv Atsevim, that the father and mother shouldn't be sad, meaning because of the separation of the Tumah, the Chalha Ailam Smechim, and everyone is rejoicing. One question after the next over here. Seriously? What does one thing have to do with the other? You know, we're, we're, we're not uh, two dimensional people. Okay, it's true, there's Tumah Sleida, the husband and wife are separated. True. And there's Brismila. And that's a Gavaldig Asimcha. Lachnisay Bavrisa Shalav Ramavinu. You know, it's. A Yid can't be soivel to, to, to and Yanim like that at the same time. Clearly, Chazal are telling us that it's not just that there's a sadness and a Simcha at the same time, but that the sadness and the Simcha are a stira to each other. Clearly, that must be what it's saying. Because if they're not a steer to each other, we can handle being sad and happy at the same time. Yidin are special like that. We can do that. So he's explained as follows. You know why this Thomas Leda? Thomas Leda has a similarity to Thomas Misa. Because really... We were supposed to live forever. Had there not been a chet of Adam Arishan, or in our world, if there hadn't been a chet of Egel, but let's talk about Adam Arishan, had there not been a chet, Adam would have been, well, Adam would have lived forever. And Adam did a chet, and he caused tremendous damage to himself, and part of the damage was that his guf and neshama cannot remain bonded together permanently. They separate eventually, and that's what we call death, is when the guf and the neshama separate. When a child is born, you know the place that a child is, grows is called the rechem. The rechem is the icius machar. Because that's the whole point of the rechem, is the preparation for the future. It's preparing for the machar. But the Rechem doesn't fully prepare us for the future. Because from the minute a child is born, the clock starts ticking. And, that, and we start counting towards the time that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes us back. We start counting towards the time. And because of that, because at the time of our birth, 
our life comes into focus, but also the limitation of our life comes into focus. That is the Indian of Tomas Leda. That's why you find in, in the Halachas that not only is the womb of an Isha called a Rechem, but it's also called a Kever. It's also called a kever because it's the beginning of where we start, unfortunately, that we start counting down to, to Misa. However, it's not that Pashat. Because even though, as we've discussed, and when we were learning Chomish Bereshis together, even though we count down to Misa, but we, we don't, we don't die, Yidin. We might go to sleep. But we don't die. We have Tchiyas HaMesim. The nefesh of a Yid is Lanetzach. We don't have permanent Misa. And what? You're going to return it to me. When, we, when, when our Neshama leaves us, it's not a permanent Matzav. It's a temporary Matzav. I think I shared with you once that my Rosh Hashiva once mentioned to us that that's, that's why we call a cemetery a Beis HaChayim. Because it may look like they're Misa, they're, they're misa but we call the Ovas Yeshene offer. They're sleeping in the offer. It's not permanent. There's going to be Tchiyas HaMesim. We believe our Emuna. The Neemon Ata, Lahachayos Mesim. And you know what is a mark that we have, a simon that we have, that we're Osid for Tchiyas HaMesim? The Bris Mila. Because Chazal tell us that when Adam did his chait, that's when he grew in Arla. And the fact that in Klal Yisrael, our mitzvah, the first mitzvah that ever happens to a child, is that we remove that Arla, that's an expression of the fact that, yes, maybe Tomas Leida means I'm counting down till the last day. But that last day is not permanent. We are going to be, come l'tchiyas ha-mesim. So the simcha of bris mila, and the sadness of Tomas Leda are mamish direct opposites. And they're two sides of a coin. So first we go through the seven days of Tomas Leda, where we experience the disappointment, the tuma of the, of the chait. But then we head into Bayoim Ashmini Yimal Besar It's part of the tire of Tomas Leda. Because then we say, oh, yes, it's true. The clock started ticking. There's a kever. It's true. But for us, it's not permanent. For us, it goes, it goes lanetzach. And memela, it's, uh, it's, um, so that's the second, the second ha'ara for this week. The, 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 it's a result of the Tumah. So the sadness is reacting to the Tumah. The Isser of the husband and wife to each other, the Harchaka is from each other, because that's because of the Tumah. So that is a reaction to to what Misa inflicted. is a reaction to that we're Lamaila from that. So those are two opposite things. So first we take care of one, and then we go into the other. There's another medrash in this week's parsha, an intriguing medrash. It's in Tesvav Dalid. This medrash is brought in the in the um, in the pre tzaddik of of Reb Tzaddik. It's brought in the first mimer, not immediately, but like a paragraph in. And he said, I just want to share with you what he says. 
he says a taich in the medrash that's just it's it's beautiful and it's lichtig. He says let's follows. Mashal matrina. It's a mashal to a noble woman. A noble woman goes into the palace of the king. Kivan, a little bit of Aramaic here. Kivan de Chomis Maglavia Tlon, when she saw the, the punishing tools, Ritsuais Umaklois, she saw the straps and the and the and the sticks that the Melech uses to punish his Avadim, Dachalas, she became fearful. So this noble woman comes into the king and she sees that there's instruments of punishment there. She becomes fearful. The king says, calm down. Oh my Lord, the king says to her, Oh my Lord, do not be worried. That's for the servants and the, and the maid servants. You're not here for that. You're here to eat and drink and rejoice. That's the marshal. What's the nimshal? Says the Medrash So too. <clears throat> parsha Sazria, as we know, is the Parsha where we start learning the dinim of Tzaras. Kivon Sheshamu Yisrael, Parshas Negoim. When Klal Yisrael heard the Parsha of Negoim, Nisyaru, they became afraid. Omar Lahem Moshe, Moshe said to them, Al Tisyaru, don't be afraid. Elu Luma Yisraelam, that's for the Goyim. Aval Atem Lechel Velishtois Velismoyach. And, and he brings a Pasuk into Elam. Pasuk says, what? What? Negoyim is for Umay Sa'ilam? No, Negoyim is for Klal Yisrael. The Dine Negoyim are for Klal Yisrael. That's who it was said to, and that's who it was Negea to. Elul Umay Sa'ilam? What is the Pshan in the Medrash? So Tzadik says also such a chizuk de Pshat that it could carry you through a whole Shabbos. Herb Tzadik says like this. He says, let's learn a Pasuk together. The Pasuk says, Pasha, the end of Pasha is B'Shalach. Im Shomaya Tishma, Tish, Tishma, thank you. Im Shomaya Tishma, B'Koyal Hashem Eloikecha, if you listen, if you listen well to the sound, to the voice of Hashem, V'Azanta L'Mitzvaisav, if you listen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what is the reward of listening to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? You're expecting a big reward, right? You listen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kol HaMachala Asher Samti B'Mitzrayim We have to talk a little about Mitzrayim. Kol HaMachala Asher Samti B'Mitzrayim The Makos that I gave to Mitzrayim Loi Osim Alecha I won't give to you. Thank you. That's what, if I, would I, serve, that's what happens, I do the mitzvahs, and Hashem says, oh, you did a mitzvah, I manage, I have so much schar for you, I am not going to punish you. That's the schar. What kind of pasuk is that? And then the end of the pasuk, I'm not going to give you diseases, because I will heal you. The old kasha, if you're not going to give me diseases, so what do I need a doctor for? 
What's Kiani? I'm not going to give you the illness. So then, what's Kiani Hashem Roifecha? Good question. He says like this. He says that when Klal Yisrael was Chayte, and Klal Yisrael worshipped the Egel, Hakadosh Baruch Hu said the following thing. Chazal say, Chazal say, Hakadosh Baruch Hu said the following. Hakadosh Baruch Hu said, Shibartem Naase, Hizaharu Benishma. Nase, you goofed. You broke Nase. You you said you were going to be Makayim the Mitzvahs, and you weren't. You did the ego. Protect Nishma. So Rabbi Tzaddik says, let me explain to you what that means. What that means is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, you did something wrong. You broke Nase. You went against what the Torah says. But don't stop listening Don't stop wanting. Don't stop yearning to be able to hear what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, to be able to follow the Ratzin Hashem. So there was a disappointment. There was a Yerida. There was a Nefila, a terrible Chait. You broke Naseh. But still, be people that want to be close to be. That's Nishma. Says Reb Tzaddik like this. The Makos of Mitzrayim are called negaim. A nega is something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu inflicts on someone to separate them from him. It's a separator. The person that has tzaras goes out of the machana. It's a separator. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to take down the whole world of the Mitzrayim. He gave them ten makais, keneged the asara ma'amorais. The the world was created with ten ma'amorais. Hakadosh Baruch brought ten makais on the mitzvah and destroyed their world. As the pasuk says about the makas, says oid nega echad. There's a pasuk by I think um, I think in the end of in the beginning of Parshas Boy, or the end of. I think at the beginning of Parshas Boy, but it says oid nega echad. It calls the makais a negaim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says like this. There's two reasons why I would bring a punishment to somebody. I would punish somebody because I am destroying them. They are they 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 have separated themselves from me. And they need to be they need to be dealt with. Or I could punish them because I love them. And I want them to grow. And I want them to do tshuva. And I want to bring them back to me. And yes, it may be a little bit hard now, but the night comes before the day, and there's a and there's a mahalach of tshuva, and we will come back together, and we'll once again have the love and the the yedidos that we had originally. Those are two ways, Hashem says, that I bring einshim. So how do I know which one I'm getting? How do I how do I control that I Hashem Baruch If Hashem wants to do something to me that's difficult, it should always be to bring me closer to Him, not Chas V'Shalom Stam to punish me. The question is, what do I want? And that's what the Pasuk says. V'hoya, Im Shamoya Tishma, Hizaru B'Nishma, Im Shamoya Tishma, B'Kail Hashem Alekecha. If you're listening, I want to know what Hashem wants. I made mistakes. I did averus. I slipped and fell numerous times. It's true, but I'm shamaya tishma. I'm listening carefully. I want to do what Hashem wants. I want to listen to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's my that's my goal here. So if that's my goal, 
So called Hamachale Asher Santi B'Mitzrayim. The, the makas that I gave to Mitzrayim, the nega machla, the separation machla, alecha. I will not place on you. You know why? Because I am here to heal your chesroinahs and your yuridahs and your yetzaros. Ki ani Hashem echa. Can you imagine a shot in a pasuk like that? Im shamaya tishma lekayl Hashem lekecha. If you will submit yourself to the Ratzayin, I want to hear the Ratzayin Hashem, Hashem says, don't worry about Mitzrayim. Even when you get Midas Adin, even when things are difficult, even when you have a challenge, it's not about pushing you away. Don't worry, I'm not pushing you away. I'm not doing the Mitzrayim makos to you. Rabbi say this is... Haggadah shall Pesach material. The Makos of Mitzrayim were to shut down Mitzrayim. When Yidin have Makos, Loyoleinu, it's to bring us closer. The Machalosh, Asanti Mitzrayim, Loyosem Olecha. Why? Because I want to heal you. Ki Ani Hashem Roifecha. Says Reb Tzadik. When Moshe Rabbeinu presented to Klal Yisrael, the Parsha of Negoim, they're like, Negoim? Negoim for Klal Yisrael? And they started to have a pachad. Does this mean that HaKadosh Baruch wants to separate us? Moshe Rabbeinu said, no. That's for Umay Sa'olam, that kind of treatment. For you, even in the parsha of Negoim, don't be fooled. It's Lechoel, Velishtois, Velismoyach. The goal is that you should have Simcha. HaKadosh Baruch wants to draw you close. HaKadosh Baruch wants to be close to you. Even the, the, the Parsha in the Torah of go out of the Machana, even there the goal is to bring you back into the Machana. That even there it's to, it's to, it's to, it's to, it's to ultimately have Kirva Selekim. That's for Umay Sa'olam, that type of treatment. But for Klal Yisrael, Lecho, Velishtois, Okay, so I've been waiting for an excuse to share this with you for a long time, and now is my chance, so I'm going to do it. Okay, um, I saw this shtickle last year in a sefer that quotes Rebel Yashiv, Zechat Tzadik Levracha. Rebel Yashiv pointed out that in the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, which we will not be saying by this Rosh Chodesh, because we're going to be davening a different Musaf, but in the regular Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, we say a line that we don't say anywhere else in davening. We say, Bavoydas Beis HaMikdash Nismach Kulanu, we should rejoice with the Avoydas Beis HaMikdash, Uveshirei, David Avdecha. This is a this is a Mordechai sugya. This is a Levi sugya. Ubeshirei David Avdecha hanishmaim beirecha, and the songs of David which are heard in your city, haamurim lefnei mizbechecha. What's hanishmaim beirecha? What does that even mean? The songs. There were songs. Very good. What's the songs of David that are heard in the city? What is that? Rabbi Yashiv points out. That when Rosh Chaydesh comes out on Shabbos, we don't say that. Rosh Chaydesh comes out on Shabbos, we don't talk about the Shirei David on Nishmayim Be'irech, we don't say a word like that. You're remembering it somewhere else, Mordechai? No. We don't say it. So why on Rosh Chaydesh during the week we talk about the songs that are heard in the city, but in the, uh, in the, in the Rosh Chaydesh of Shabbos we don't talk about that? What's, what's the difference? 
So, <laughs> Yashiv, we have to we have to know what godless batayra means. This is this is godless batayra. Rabbi Yashiv said like this. He said in Mesechta, oh, wrong, wrong safer. He says in Mesechta Erchen, Perak Bey's Mishnah Gimel, there's a Mishnah that describes how many instruments the Levium should use. And the Mishnah says, Marshal, the Mishnah says, Ain't Poichasin Mishne Nevalim. The Nevel, which is an instrument, you don't never use less than two. And you never use more than six. So the, the Levium would choose how many instruments they should use. They would use either two or three or four or five or six. You never did more than six. The Tferes Yisrael says, You know, you have to know when you, when you put together a symphony, you have to know how many violinists are beautiful, and at which point it's like a little bit over the top on the violinists. So in the Beis HaMikdash also, between two and six navels, for example, it goes into the Chalil also, but between two and six navels was considered appropriate. Says Rebel Yashiv, Hotenach during the week. You have a choice, two, three, four, five, and six. And Hagam that Shvus is Mutter B'Mikdash, but that's only the Shvus that you have to do. You can't just do random Shvus, which is a big Chiddush here. So he says, the only time that they played enough instruments that you heard it throughout the city was when Rosh fell out during the week. But if Rosh fell out on Shabbos, then they just used the minimum amount of instruments. So it was no longer, imagine, it was no longer Nishmayim Be'irecha. So he said, only during the week do you have Shirei David Avdecha HaNishmayim Be'irecha. But the Rishchidosh fell out on Shabbos. You don't have Hanishmoim Bi'irecha. I just want to end that we think about this here every time Rishchidosh comes out on Shabbos. But the truth is that this week, this year it's even more profound. And I think the makar for what I'm going to say is actually from the Haftar of Parshas Rishchidosh that. You, usually you don't find that when something falls out on Shabbos, for example, when Pesach falls out on Shabbos, like it does this year, we still say the Shalosh Regalim davening. We put in Yom HaShabbos as it. We don't say a different Shman Esrei. We just say the Shalosh Regalim davening. We add in Shabbos. Shavuos, Sukkot, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. We don't change the davening when it falls out on Shabbos. The only time that we change the davening, we have the Shabbos version and the weekday version, is Rosh Chodesh. Rosh we change the Rosh Davi, the Musaf. We change the Musaf for, for, um, for, for Shabbos. And we've said over the years, we've said Pshat, and it's very Nagea for this week. We've said Pshat that Chazal tell us that La'asid Lavai Rosh is going to be a real Yamtif with Isr Malacha. The Kayach of Rosh is pulls from Asid Lavai. Most Yom and Tovim, we, 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 we fear the Yantif based on what happened in the past. Rosh we have because of what's going to happen in the future. The future Yantif leaves the Roshim on the past. And we have Rosh now, a shtikel Yantif, because we're going to have a real Yantif. What does that mean? That means that if you would take Olam Hava and you would mix it with Rosh you would end up with a Yantif of Isr Malacha. 
Oh, so when Rosh Chodesh comes out on Shabbos, which is Me'ena Elam Hava, so it transforms the Shemayin Esrei into a Yontif Tikka Shemayin Esrei, and it's not the same day. Now it's a day. It's Taka, we have a Rosh Chodesh with Esra Malacha. It's Taka like that. But it's so, so, so important for us to think about this Shabbos because Chazal tell us Benisan Nigalu, Benisan Asidin Ligoel. Nisan is a Zman of Geula. Chal Yisrael is desperate. Now we lost a, a Gadol that was protecting us. We're desperate, desperate that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bring the Geula. We daven so desperately to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we, we, it's time to go home. We've been... We've been out in the world for, for you know, as, as, you know, for, we, we feel like the shear. We've hit the shear and then some, and we're ready to go home. We're ready to go back to to, to a base hamikdash. And if Nisan is a time of geula, and Shabbos with Rosh Chodesh is the Shabbos of Parshas Hachodesh, starting Chodesh Nisan. Meaning that the parsha of Hischachos, of newness, of Achaydish Azalachem Reish Chodashim, coincides with actual Reish Chodesh. Not like usually where Parshas Achaydish is the Shabbos before Reish Chodesh. Mm-hmm. But the Parshas Achaydish is the time of Shabbos Reish Chodesh. And which Chodesh? The Chodesh of Nisan should be an extra chizik for us and an extra zchus for us. That Chodesh Yameinu Kekedem, that the Chodesh should turn into a Hischachos, a Chodesh. Chodesh Yameinu Kekedem. And we should be zaycha to be able to sit together and learn Torah. This is Eilam Haba, but it's Eilam Haba where the outside is Eilam Hazeh. We should be zaycha to be able to sit together in Yerushalayim, Yerah Chodesh, without all of the distractions and the tsar and the difficulties and the sadness and just be able to be so mech together you have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org for other shearim on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any daf in shas including Mara McClemus on each shear please visit www.shasilluminated.org to order CDs or for more information please call 203-312-SHAS that's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.